Hello, this is Dan and Dara Doability, and this is episode 7. I'm Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Today, Dan, I think we will have uh, we'll have a look at the news, as we normally do. Mm-hmm. Uh, little bits and pieces going on there. I think we will we will update people on our trip on the dart. Yeah, look at uh, that. That yeah. was definitely an interesting That was a, That was a good day out. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that was very, very much a good day out. And as we said last week, we went out and had a chat with uh, the Bray Rollers. Yes, Bray Rollers Club. Youth Cafe, so we'll have audio from that. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so into the news. Just a quick one there, Dan. I saw today in the Irish uh, Independent um, from Catherine Donnelly. She was writing on research done by uh, Geraldine Scanlon of UCD and Alison Doyle of Carers Education. And they were looking into people with intellectual disabilities and special needs going to college, effectively. Or not necessarily going to college, but leaving secondary school and heading out into third-level education of some sort. And one of the things that they, or one of the big things that they found out, like students that have support, survive an awful lot better, would make that transition an awful lot better after 13 kind of long years of of a very structured primary and post-primary education. You know, I think you'd agree Mm -hmm. yourself that third-level education is a different ballgame. Oh, 100%. 100%, yeah. You know, it's not so much being turning up in class at 9 o'clock in the morning and being there till 2 o'clock in the afternoon to be told what to do. And Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. It's it's very, as I was saying when we when we spoke with Gary a few weeks back, uh, it's very much, you know, you, you take responsibility for your own... You're on your own. For your own learning. Mm. Um, and then the support are there kind of to facilitate that. But it's very much... Which is, it's it's freeing in a way, in in one way, because it's like, if you don't do this well, it's on you. Yeah. You know, you, you can't kind of turn around and go, oh, it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault. You know, that kind of way, it's 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 very much you you put into it. Yeah, but you know what the funny thing is? That you get out of it what you, what you put That's in. the same for everybody else. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which, is, which is pretty much probably the way it should be. Exactly, I, w- I would agree with that, yeah, yeah. You know, same thing challenging anybody else who comes into third level education is like, it's your responsibility. There's nobody's going to sit over you and go, come on now, come over here now and do your homework. If you don't do what you don't do, and you don't get the grade. Mm. You don't get to go on to second year, you don't get on to third year, you're not going to get your degree or your diploma. And I, I think one thing that popped into my head there was kind of going, you don't get sympathy for it. You know, there's no, oh, poor you kind of thing. Because you've got this situation, we're going to make allowances yeah. for you. Which is great. Yeah. Because that's all people with disabilities want. They just want equality and they want to be taken seriously and on their own merit. And that kind yeah, of thing. I think that's that's kind of one of the things that they had in the report, actually, funny enough as well, is that those that support, or sorry, even the students with disabilities will need additional support. And that's fine. Yeah. But they still have the same aspirations as everybody else, any other school leaver. You know, whether it's to go into education, whether it's to go and get a job. You know, whatever they want to do, it doesn't change just because they have a disability. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. so they kind of they went into it and they had a look at the the Walk Foundation. We have a student on a course with us who's who's in that. So we see him not for every every module that we have, but he, he joins us every now and again for them. Yeah, they look at those and, and those that are supported, I wouldn't say last longer, but survive it better. Where they, ha- where they have supports, which I think, you know, a bit obvious, really. Yeah. And from the sense of that, they, w- they would get more out of it as well yeah I suppose it's true you know I know we, we, we spoke to Chris when we were up in Bray and he made the point that he'd gone off to I don't know if it was a PLC or something that he'd done but he was delighted to go to college but he felt it was the wrong course for him 
Mm. You know, and he kind of he'd he'd rather hope that you know, or he'd kind of looking back, I think retrospectively, he'd rather hope that you know somebody would have told him, "Listen, Chris, this is what you should be doing. You should be doing this, mm. or you're better suited to this." You know, I think that's just might just be an indication of where you know support could be needed. You know, where yeah. you know where where it probably won't be a bad thing. So I I just thought that was a that was a clever little report, and I think it does for some parts you might kind of say a bit obvious. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think it's, um, as you say, it is obvious, but at the same time, it's very important that the obvious issues are highlighted. Yeah. So, uh, other news then, obviously, we had the International Day of People with Disabilities. Yes. That was a Monday. That was a Monday. Just two things on that, I suppose. A lot of buildings went purple okay. in the country uh, in support of it. Uh, Irish Rail. Ooh, funnily enough, we're going to talk about it later on. Yeah. Uh, lit, Houston Station and Connolly purple. Uh, Trinity College and Bank of Ireland on College Green went purple. Dublin Bus on O'Connell Street, their building, they went purple. Liberty Hall went purple. Department of Education on Marlborough Street went purple. National Concert Hall, Convention Centre, and then outside of Dublin, Killarney and uh, our own Rocket Cash alone in Tipperary. Kilkenny Castle all oh, went purple. Brilliant. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's pretty good. We don't, you know, obviously, we don't hear enough about these things. Yeah, you know. no. It's I probably, it probably made the news, but... I would agree, yeah. Mm. Just on that as well, South Dublin County Council here in uh, Tala, um, they have come up with, for their National Accessi- uh, Accessibility uh, Week, they've come up with a, an interesting series of posters. Okay. Um, and it's pretty much, they, I'm just looking at one here, great for radio, uh, great for podcast, poor visuals. <laughs> uh, it's National Accessibility Week, and you've got a car parked in the middle of a playground on top of the jungle gym right and the heading is you wouldn't park here so why park in the footpath I, I couldn't agree isn't more. it just very very simple very clever I saw another one then there's another one uh, with a car parked in a goal mount in mm-hmm. the middle of a soccer match mm-hmm. and again it's you wouldn't park here so why not why why park in the footpath yeah you know I'm sure there's plenty of managers out there Mourinho included who you know notorious for parking the bus yeah <laughs> you know just I think it's just a clever way of of highlighting. Yes, you yeah. know why would you why would you park in an accessibility or an accessible car parking space? And I think as well, it comes back like that's an incredibly simple way to highlight a simple issue. Yeah, you know, for yeah. for I wouldn't say the rest of us, but you know, for for people who do park there, I mean, they might not just give it a care, but if you if you if you can relate yeah. it then to parking somewhere stupid because that's what it is. It is a stupid thing to do. Yeah, the park in those kind of parking spaces. Dan, shall we talk about the dart? Yes, we shall. Okay, that was a very. Um, it was an interesting day. Up and down experience. Open, up and down experience, unfortunately. And I do want to say that the dart have come back to us, and uh, because we sent our findings to them, I sent them a, a rather long email. Yeah, and you know they've apologised. You know. Pretty much what else can they do? Uh, you know, it's it's they've they've looked into the situation. The message just didn't get through to the right people at the right time. Um, the bass to come back and do it again. <laughs> Have another go. We might. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, we know you're you're expecting a new wheelchair. Yes, uh, I should be hopefully getting that this weekend. So That'd be very, pretty good. So you know, maybe over the next couple of weeks, when we have a little bit of time over Christmas, we can, you know, we, we take a day out and we go, we go a different direction and maybe hit one of the unmanned stations, maybe, and just you know, give them a chance. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. listen, so will we? So to give our listeners a bit of context, this is the um, recording of our little adventure. Yeah. Over the weekend. Okay, here we go. 
So, Dan, here we are, uh, Pier Street Dart Station. Uh, you came by bus and so did I, not the same bus. Yeah. You took a 16, I took a 27. I had no issues. <laughs> Got here, no problem, but... Um, I had a little bit of an issue because I was meant to get off just... Yeah, for, uh, uh, Foster's Place. Foster's Place, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for you. I see the bus arriving. There's a car parked in the bus stop. The right. bus landed well short of the the uh, bus stop. Mm-hmm. It stopped, let people off. And, and they got off in the middle of the road, almost. What usually happens with that is I wait for the the ramp to go down and there's the, the signal goes, wheelchair ramp opening. So yeah. I wait oh, for that oh. and then I do what I need to do and get off but I didn't yeah. I knew that was the stop I needed to get off but didn't happen the ramp wasn't being yeah. open so I had there we to go. I had got off the next stop I had to walk down to meet you yeah yeah okay but we're here Pier Street we're here um, yeah we haven't met a member of staff yet we've got on the lift we've come up we're both straight onto the platform there are no staff here at the moment there's nobody on the barriers uh, so we've nobody to tell okay we're about 15 minutes early Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's okay too. It's always better sure. to be early. Yeah. I'm sure someone's going to turn up. We're, we're sitting here in the seats next to the ramp. Mm-hmm. So, All set uh, and ready. It easy for everybody. Lovely. We'll come back again in a minute. So Dan, here we are back again. Uh, still on the platform. The dart has left without us. Mm-hmm. No staff. Nope. Can't find them. Nope. Nobody in the gate. Nope. Nobody in the station master's office. Nope. Nobody in the canteen? No. No. Cleaner can't even find them. Yeah, so it is, what is about a half an hour left? About half an hour for another dart. Yeah. To take us to Bray. Uh, mm-hmm. Clearly, the message you sent yesterday that didn't get through or nobody cares. Yeah, that's what I'm a little bit surprised about because I talked to him yesterday, I was clear about the times that I wanted and they said we'll contact Bray and say such and such as yeah now in fairness a couple of people who were getting on the dart did say listen you want to hand with the ramp yeah and we we you know, appreciate uh, that be, a huge amount i wouldn't be happy enough to be picking that up to be honest uh, i'm sure all the cie staff have had manual handling training you yeah. know if i did my back in picking that up i don't think anybody would hand for me to go to the hospital um, so here we are We've checked the station master's office, nobody there, nobody in the canteen. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see if someone turns up for the next hour. Mm-hmm. And we, we will say that we um, do appreciate the help that we were offered. No, absolutely. Um, a huge amount. Yeah, the man there holds the door open for us and everything. <laughs> we can't delay the whole, the whole dark just for us. Um, we'll be back with more news in a minute. Yeah, so here we go, a little bit of an update. We're now where? Uh, 16 minutes to go, another dark to come. Yeah, we managed to find a member of staff. Yes, we did. And we informed them of what happened, and they said, we'll get you on the next Yeah, that's pretty much it. Dan said he was downstairs, didn't know we were here. I didn't see him on the way in. I'm not sure if you did or not. Uh, uh, no. 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 Um, response, I, 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 I am angry. Yes. Uh, I know you're uh, less angry because you're just used to this. Uh, yeah, I suppose you were kind of saying, well, I'm, I'm guessing that you might have been a bit surprised by the fact that I'm not... Disappointed that. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose, but I, I am, and I am, 
I just, I just was, as you said, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite used to it. So. Yeah, I know. We had the discussion. I mean, what if, if you know, you're heading out to do something or something, you had to, you had somewhere you had to be. Yeah. You know, here we are, half an hour later, still sitting, waiting for the dart. Mm. I mean, it's great chatting to you, but I, I would, Dan. I would. Time with you. <laughs> I, I absolutely really do. We've covered <laughs> off of the ground when we're not on air. Um, yeah. But, you know, I we think would like to be going somewhere. So here we are back uh, in Tara Street um, after a trip out to Bray. Uh, no further uh, mishaps. Thankfully. Thankfully, yeah. No, just, I mean, I think what we did see towards the end there is how it should work. Yeah. You know, get out to Bray, somebody there met us. Ramp came out, how many lads, lovely customer service. Yeah. Um, you know, you come up, you, you'll be heading back, lads. You know, what time do you think you go back at? Brilliant. And no I think problem. that's the one thing that when it when it does work, it's, it's very smooth. It just that's the issue is that like when yeah it's the is, when bit that's yeah. it yeah you know I mean when we were like when we got back to Bray at the daily station we were met at the door how we yeah where you heading you know that's it they told us which square we should we're roughly where we should be standing so they could put the ramp up to the right carriage in relation to where we were going to Tara Street met here off the train on the dark Tara Street no problem and I'd like to say a particular thank you to um Philip, who yep. had a chat with us, and I've now taken his details, and he said if I need any yeah. further no, assistance I'm sure in the future. Yeah. We have been Dan Airy and Dara for Dan and Dara do ability. We we'll talk to you soon. Uh, so there you have it, Dan. Um, our little trip to Bray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I probably did come across as being really, really annoyed, and I was really, really annoyed on the day. As you should have been. Yeah, as annoyed, annoyed, and disappointed. Um, I know, as it turned out, that you can't access the ramp anyway. Uh, yeah. You need a special train key, held by a special train person, to unlock the ramp um, before it can be taken down. So it is kept away from the general public, so they can't hurt themselves. Uh, so you know, to those people who did stop and say, "Listen, we'll help you. We'll get down the ramp and stuff like that." We do thank you, but there was nothing you could have done anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you very, very much. Yeah. So, yeah, and pretty much not not an awful lot more we can say about that, really. Yeah, I mean, I, as we as we said in the clip there, like when it when it works, perfect. It's it's smooth as yeah. silk. Yeah, and. That's the way it should be. There shouldn't be any sort of, you know, there should be any, there should be no great deal of planning required. Yeah. I mean, we we understand that, like, and it's the same for anyone else that, like, there is an element of planning in any travel that you do yep. at any particular point. Exactly. What time will I see you at? Where are we going to go? Meet you there. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Now, having said that, like. There obviously is going to be that extra need for planning with with people like myself, but yeah, because your timekeeping is terrible. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. But it should be uh, as minimal as possible, and yeah. I think given that, like we were there what 
one time my my timekeeping was actually absolutely we were, yeah good we were, you're, we were, you were meeting me <laughs> exactly yeah we were we were fifteen minutes early so, yeah yeah um and it's it's just and I think as as you were saying to me in the clip there like it's you know I I got the impression from you that you were quite surprised that I was uh, calm that I was yeah. Yeah, that you hadn't driven over half a dozen people in in a, in a, in a blind, blind rage. But I suppose if that would have been me, like a a few, not even a few years ago, but um, in time gone by, mm-hmm. shall we say, I would have been absolutely happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just as I said, I'm so used yeah. to it at this stage, and you you just. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm on the verge of actually like laughing at it at the times. You're just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know that that to be my my reaction to it at this yeah. stage. Do you know what I was thinking about after Dan and they should redesign the dart. Yeah. Because we we spoke yeah. about the platforms and and the issues they have with different height trains and different height commuter trains and the dart and and stations and the age and the infrastructure. I was thinking about you know redesign the dart cab. Let the driver be in charge of a ramp, like it's on a bus. Yeah. Okay. You know, like the driver's not supposed to overshoot the, ro- the 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 platform anyway, so he's going to be on the platform. He's going to see what's happening. You park up there at the top of the 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 um, platform. You're waiting for the train come. Dart comes in. Driver sees you. Turns around. Opens the door. Puts out the ramp. You go on. Everyone goes away. There's no need for manual handling. There's no need for people putting out ramps. So there's a challenge to uh, Irish Rail. Go and spend millions on redesigning <laughs> the dart. You know, engineer um, out the issue rather than trying to look for solutions. Yeah, and I, 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 I can almost telegraph some some of your arguments in saying that you know this, this is costly, and yeah. it's it's going to be to yep. be costly for obvious reasons. But yeah. I think if they're it, if they're serious though, Dan. About yeah. inclusion, if they're serious about getting everybody on the dart and, and having no barriers to access. Exactly. And I think that, like, it's one of those things that, like, that um, investment will be paid back tenfold. Absolutely. Or more. Yeah. Um, if that's put in place. Yeah. It's only a theory, but that's what we're here to do. Yeah. There we go. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll design one for them, Dad, and we'll get it with crayons. And we'll draw them a little dart with an accessible ramp operated by the driver of the train. You know, I'm sure they'll probably, you know, go, well, I just drive trains, so I don't operate ramps. But, you know, we'll talk to them too. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Dan, um, we visited the Bray Rollers on Tuesday night. So, two trips to Bray in, in, the, in the one week. Um, mm-hmm. This is a youth club you're involved in. Yeah. Um, so, to give you a bit of context, I have been a member of the Irish Wheelchair Association since I was a very young um, child. And I used to um, take part in summer camps with them. Um, sw- summer sport camps, I should say. And I absolutely love them. Um, and I've unfortunately gotten a bit too old for them <laughs> at this stage. Um, but this is kind of another avenue, I suppose. Um, as part of the IWA, it's kind of I would describe it as a great 
social outlet because you're kind of you're in contact with like-minded people um in if not the exact same circumstances very similar yeah so you can you can share um everything's everything's relatable yeah exactly you can share experiences um share hardships share a laugh and we have quite a few different events on at different at different points in the year i was actually involved um was it last year i think with a um fashion show i can see in a pair of high heels already (laughs) Not in, not in the capacity. Oh, well, sorry. Thinking. Okay, alright. Um, Get the uh, image on my head. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that we did with a another youth club in Bray um, last year. So I was the MC for that. So that was a great one. Um, and so to get back to to Tuesday night. So I haven't known them for a few years now. I I was just interested as um to what their thoughts were on um the perception of uh disability as it is right as it is now. So we spoke to Sean O'Kelly, who is a disability activist. He set up the A Day in My Wheels campaign. Is that Sean O'Kelly off the radio? It is. Yes, he's currently on. DJ, um, DJ Sean. DJ Sean, exactly. He is currently on Dublin Set FM. Um, what time, Dan? From four to five. What day, Dan? On Friday evenings on a show called Included. So if you haven't listened to that already, get on it. Do go give it a listen. It's yeah, well worth brilliant. Um, congrats to him. So we spoke to him, but first we have Luca. Hi, my name's Luca, and um, I'm really into my uh, drawing and art. Nice to meet you, Luca. How would you describe your relationship with your chair? Is it positive or negative? I'd say it's mostly positive because it, you know, helps me be mobile. But like, I guess you can have problems with your wheelchair because, like, uh, unfortunately, with this country, it takes for ages to get new wheelchairs. By the time you get your new wheelchair, you've probably outgrown your measurements, so it can be a bit strenuous making sure you get your wheelchair comfortable as possible. Yeah, I can I can concur with that for sure. Um, how do you think others view you? When I say like, obviously like when they first probably see me, they do probably will notice the wheelchair because like you know, like they probably notice like they're they're used to like you know seeing like just normal able-bodied people walking by, and then so they see like a wheelchair going, they like sort of like sort of get like nervous, and then they start like laughing. Or they kind of act like a bit rude, which I don't think is their fault. Because I think I just think people just get a bit nervous around people with disabilities. And how does that make you feel? And well, it doesn't really like. I mean, like sometimes it can make me a bit extra anxious about approaching them and stuff. But like, I would say it's fine because like I totally understand. It's probably like a normal response they would have. Do you think people's views of you are affected by your disability? Um, I'd say once they get to know me, probably not, because they probably get to know I have like a really good personality. I'm really funny, like I'm really artistic, and like, like I have great opinions. Deep with, if they have problems, they find like I'm a really good source of advice and solutions to their problems. You're somebody people can confide in. That's that's great to hear. 
Um, so does your your disability uh, affect your mental health? When I was younger, when I was in a wheelchair, it gave me anxiety. But then, like, I grew up and matured, and like, I just like probably gotten used to it. So it doesn't really give me enough give me really anxiety. But um, I still have like I still get like you know social anxiety if you go to like say a party or like an, a social event or like anything like that because like you always get worried like you're the elephant in the room and like people are just gonna like be like nervous to ask you questions which I prefer they ask questions and then act awkward around me and act nervous. Yeah, that's something I was gonna ask you actually. Do you have any advice um for people I suppose on how to interact with you? Um like just treat them like a normal person. Like we're not gonna attack you, we're not gonna bite. We're like normal we're just going to be normal if you're going to be normal, you know. Just don't act weird around people with disabilities because it can make the person feel like they're like the black sheep in the crowd and like make them feel anxious and nervous. What do you get out of the Brave Rollers Youth Cafe? Why are mm -hmm. you here? I get a good sense of community because I'm around other wheelchair users and it makes me feel like I can talk to people about, like it's, more just because it's the relatability of it. There's not a lot of people who use wheelchairs and it's just nice to talk to people who are like, who understand what you're going through and like, you can relate on things and in conversations and podcasts like this. What needs to change to improve Ireland's attitude towards disability? Probably the main change that probably has to happen is just people's perceptions. Like I said earlier, don't be nervous. We won't like, we won't act weird if you don't act weird. That's just what I'm going to say. Thank you very much, Luca. See you. My name is Sean, and I'm a disability activist. Um, I set up a campaign called A Day in My Wheels. So, Sean, how would you describe your relationship with your chair? Is it positive or negative? Um, with my chair, it's, it's very positive. Having said that, the terrain outside is not so kind to the chair. Uh, there's many barriers, many, many barriers out there, be it physical as well as mental, or in terms of society, putting barriers out there for us or for me. And how do you think others view you? The majority accept me for who I am. I, I, I would hope that you know it would extend to the wider public. I am currently on the job hunt and the biggest difficulty is trying to gain employment and I hope, I would hope that my disability isn't holding me back and that pe the uh, employers aren't discriminating on grounds of disability because that isn't allowed. I, I would hope that in time many uh, many, if not all, employers out there, both uh, small, medium and large um, businesses, would be equal opportunities employers and would stick to their word, if you like. Do you think people's views of you are affected by your disability? No way. At least I hope they aren't. Um, I am who I am and I don't know any, any different. People around me, family, friends, don't know me any differently so I, ho I hope not good to know good to know and does your your disability affect your mental health? it doesn't except 
you know, it's it's right to feel like this. When there are barriers that come up, um, I do feel annoyed, rightly so. And But it, it never affects my mental health in the long term, I feel like. And what do you get out of the Bray Rollers Youth Cafe? Why are you here? I love being part of a community. And that's in every community I, I belong to. And I love meeting with like-minded people. And um, I have been here a very, very, very long time. And I don't think there's any time, I don't think I'm going to be gone any, uh, for, I'm, I, I think I'll be here forever. When you say a very long time, how long exactly, or do you know? Um, as far as I remember, I was an early teenager, and I'm now 20, nearly 26, so it's been a long time. In your opinion, uh, what needs to change to improve Ireland's attitude towards disability? First and foremost, um, perception um, around disability. Also, uh, from a governmental level, things need to change even from the smallest little thing uh, as uh, people parking on footpaths, blocking footpaths, um, and that's become very apparent. Um, I see posts on Twitter, um, and it, it happens multiple times every day. I mean, only last year, I think it was this time last year, Ireland ratified the UNCRPD, and I know that you have mentioned it in previous podcasts, after 10 years. I mean, 10 years is a long time, and I've, I've been one of those outside uh, Dolairn protesting to get it ratified. But we need, this country is so backwards in terms of equality or inequality for people with disabilities, right down to public transport, the basic necessities. Um, I mean, don't, don't get me started. Um, but there's a long road ahead and there's many, many out there that will fight for equality until the very end. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you so much. So that was the Bray Rollers Youth Cafe and Sean and Luca. Thank you very much, guys, for taking the time to Absolutely. To right. You know, good, good insights there. Yeah, you know. definitely. Definitely very interesting to hear their point of views. Yeah, and a huge thanks to Dave uh, Barry, mm -hmm. uh, who yeah. is the coordinator for the Irish Wheelchair Association. Uh, huge thanks for him for uh, letting us in and disrupting his club and um, hijacking everything, really. Um, you know, so thanks very much, Dave. And we will have more from uh, the Brave Rollers in the coming weeks. Absolutely, yeah. So stay tuned Lots for of that. content. I think that pretty much wraps us up, Dan. Um... If anybody wants to get us, they can get us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, now on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, we're this, this, is, this is pretty big for us anyway. That's, that's a new addition. So, yeah, and um, SoundCloud. But if you're going to go into iTunes, um, we'd ask that you do su subscribe. Um, mm -hmm. It'll save us the bother of annoying people and you can just get this downloaded to you every week. We'd appreciate that. Yeah. And if you want to get in contact us, you can get us on... Dadadaradoability at gmail.com Yeah. We'll talk exactly. to you soon. I've Thanks been Dara McNicholas. And I've been Dan Aries. Good evening and good night. <laughs>